Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, this is Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Hi, what an interesting week it has been. I'm here, and it's Sunday evening, and I am drinking a delicious beer, a raspberry kolsch called Princess Yum Yum. That's right, it's called Princess Yum Yum. And the quote on this book, on this, uh, beer can says because your best friend is a crab cool um so hope everyone's doing all right things are weird um but I'm still recording my podcast I went for multiple walks today because the sun was shining in like the first day in so long I cleaned out some of my planter pots things are looking good things are looking up in that realm. I am not going to chat too much about what's going on in the world because you already know what's going on in the world. So I am going to talk about another cursed film because I talked so much about Rosemary's Baby last week. I'm going to talk today about The Omen. The sources that I used for this podcast were roadshow.com.au, flavorwire.com, cinelinks with an x.com, the 13th floor.tv, and Ranker. Oh, yes, and Wikipedia. Um, so, for those that don't know what the omen is about, I'm going to dive into that really quick. So The Omen was um, directed by Richard Donner and written by David Seltzer. came out in 1976. Um, I mean, and I think the 70s, late 70s, early 70s were the time that horror movies were really at their peak. But I'm sure lots of people could debate that with me. 
That's just my two cents. Um, the film stars Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, David Warner, Harvey Spencer Stevens, Billy Whitelaw, Martin Benson, and Leo McKern. This is the first Omen in the Omen franchise of films. Uh, so it's about a young child that was replaced at birth by American ambassador Robert Thorne, who was played by Gregory Peck. Um, his wife um, did not know um, that their son was murdered at the hospital. Hmm. So this enabled the son of Satan to grow up with wealth and power. They are surrounded by mysterious and ominous deaths, unaware that the child Damien is, that's right, the Antichrist. Hmm. Um, so, it was released in June 76. The Omen received mixed reviews from critics and also was a very big commercial success, getting over $60 million at the box office and becoming one of the highest gross grossing films of 76. Um, it had two Oscar nominations and one for Best Original Score by Jerry Goldsmith. And that was his only Oscar win. Um, a scene from the film appeared at number 16 on Bravo's The 100 Scariest Movie Moments. And then the film uh, spawned a franchise that started with Damien, Omen 2, that came out in 78. The third film, Omen 3, The Final Conflict, came out in 81. And in 1991, Omen 4, The Awakening, came out. And then there was a remake in 2006. Um, I have not seen the remake. I've seen all the other ones, though. Um, so, like I said, in Rome, Thorne uh, switches out his son because their real son died in childbirth. Um, he never tells his wife. Later, Robert is appointed to the U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom. Soon afterwards, mysterious events plague the Thorns. A large Rottweiler dog appears near the Thorn home. Damien's nanny hangs herself at his fifth birthday party. Then the new nanny just shows up unannounced. The five-year-old Damien violently resists entering a church, and zoo animals are completely terrified of Damien. Catherine is very, very, very terrified of her, quote, son, and she starts to pull away from him. Um, enter Father Brennan. He's a Catholic priest, and he warns the ambassador about Damien's mysterious origins, hinting that his son is not even a human. He later tells Robert that Catherine is pregnant and Damien will prevent the child's birth. Afterward, the priest is impaled by a lightning rod thrown from a church roof during a sudden storm. Catherine tells Robert she is pregnant, but she wants an abortion. Learning of Father Brennan's death, photographer Keith Jennings investigates Damien further. He notices shadows in all the photographs of the nanny and of Father Brennan that seem to show their bizarre deaths. A photo of Keith himself shows the same shadow. Keith shows Robert the photos and tells him that he also believes Damien is a threat and he wants to help Robert out. Once Robert is away for work, Damien knocks Catherine over an upstairs railing, causing her to have a miscarriage. Good old Damien. 
Chase and Robert traveled to Rome to investigate Damien's birth. They learned that a fire destroyed the hospital records and the maternity and nursery wards five years later. Most of the staff on duty died in the fire. Robert and Keith trace um, another priest who was recuperating from the injuries of the fire. Uh, he's mute and blind in one eye and he's paralyzed in the right arm. But he writes the name of an ancient Etruscan cemetery where Damien's biological mother is buried. Investigating the cemetery one night, Robert and Keith find a jackal carcass in the grave. And then engraved next to it, a child skeleton with a shattered skull. These are Damien's unnatural, quote, mother in the remains of Thorne's own child murdered at birth so Damien could take his place. Keith reiterates that Father Brennan's belief that Damien is the Antichrist um, is true. So then a pack of wild Rottweiler dogs drives Robert and Keith out of the cemetery. Robert calls Catherine and tells her she must leave London. He says their new friend Tom will arrive shortly to pick her up and take her to the airport to fly to Rome. This is when Catherine is finally sensing um, the seriousness of the situation. So she says, sure, I'll go to Rome. Um, so she struggles with her clothes um, because she's in a huge cast. She hears someone behind her. She turns to see Mrs. Blaylock, the nanny, who then pushes her out the window to her death, crashing through the roof of a parked ambulance. Robert and Keith travel to Israel to find Carl somebody, I'm not going to pronounce it, um, an archaeologist and expert on Antichrist. Carl explains that if Damien is the Antichrist, he will possess a birthmark in the shape of three sixes under his hair somewhere. Hmm. Robert learns that the only way to kill the Antichrist is with seven mystical daggers. Appalled by the idea of murdering a child, he discards this idea. When Keith tries to get the daggers, he is decapitated by a sheet of window glass sliding off a truck, matching the shadow across his neck that he had seen in his photos. Why don't people get it? I just don't. I don't know. Anyway. Um, the double funeral of... No, sorry. Mm -mm. Returning home, Robert examines Damien for the birthmark, finding it on his scalp. Miss Blaylock then attacks him, and then she kills Robert. He, um, she loads Damien and the daggers in the car and drives to church. Hmm. Um, no, sorry, I totally messed this up. So Mrs. Blaylock gets killed by Robert. Sorry. He loads Damien and the daggers into the car and drives to the nearest church. Guys, don't you hate it when your notes are on two different screens and you're trying to read two different things and then you just fuck it up? That's what I just did. So, um, due to his erratic driving to the church, he is followed by the police. Robert drags the screaming child to the altar and lays him down. The child pleads with his father to stop, but Robert raises the first dagger and asks God to forgive him, just as the police arrive. The officer orders Robert to put down the dagger or else he will shoot. Robert looks at them and begins to plunge the dagger towards Damien, upon which the officer fires his gun. The double funeral of Catherine and Robert is attended by the President of the United States. A smiling Damien is then revealed standing beside them. Just before the credits roll, Revelation 13.18 appears. Here is wisdom. 
Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six, six, six. Hey guys, real quick, I just wanted to tell you about my company, Passion Flower Beauty. In this time when everyone seems to need to wash their hands, guess what? I make soap. Hmm. Um, all soaps are 50% off right now, so if you go to passionflowerbeauty.com, you can find some awesome soaps that will clean your little hands, keep them clean forever. Also, are you a germaphobe? Not to worry. I have multiple sets of soaps that you can buy more than one, so that way you have your own soap. Everybody in your family can have their own soap, and the germs will stay away. Alright, so we are still talking about the omen. Alright, so basically, there's a lot of shit happening in this movie. Um, so, this movie has been, there have been claims that this movie is cursed. Um, a lot of people that are really into paranormal and supernatural say that you should never um, make movies or books or whatever about the Antichrist because then you are just opening up a whole new evil world. Well, it is what it is. So let's talk about the curse. So where did the curse begin? Uh, Gregory Peck's son committed suicide before filming began. Peck's plane was struck by lightning on the way to London, as was a producer's plane. The London hotel, where that same producer and others were staying, was bombed by the IRA. A planned excursion by some cast and crew to a restaurant was canceled because the restaurant was bombed. A plan to hire a private jet for some aerial footage was postponed so a group of business people could use the jet, and the jet crashed on takeoff. Hmm. Um, this is where a lot of people say the curse actually saved some members of the crew. Um, so let's talk about some of the scenes. So in one chilling scene from The Omen, Lee Remick, as Damien's mother, is completely terrified by a group of baboons who attack the car in reaction to her demonic son. If you have seen anything about horror movies, you know that this is one of the most um, chilling scenes in horror movie history. And it is nuts. And if you see this scene, you're, you can't unsee it. Like It's always in your head when you think about The Omen. Um, according to Richard Donner, her fearful screaming was completely real. The crew had placed a baboon inside the car to make the attacking primates more angry and then filmed their violent response. Although Remick's, in, uh, sorry, although Remick's incident could have easily become another curse story, apparently Satan chose to take his wrath out on the baboon's trainer instead. Some stories claim that it was a lion, but um, one of the producers said, quote, he was killed the day after we shot there. He was killed by a tiger. He grabbed him by the head and killed him instantly. The capstone to the curse was the car crash involving John Richardson, who designed the special effects for the omen. He was in Holland a few months later working on a bridge too far when his car was in a head-on collision. He was injured, 
an assistant, Liz Moore, was killed by decapitation. Richardson claimed that he awoke to see a road sign in his view showing the distance to the town down the road. It happened to be the Dutch town of, that's right, Omen. The distance was 66.6 kilometers. Let that roll around for a second. Uh huh. Um, another really memorable scene in the movie was when Gregory Peck was trying to escape the cemetery um, when he was attacked by the Rottweilers. Several carefully trained Rottweilers were utilized for the film and were instructed to attack a stuntman in his place. The stuntman was safely enclosed in a layer of protective padding and the dogs were set loose, but then something went wrong. For reasons unknown, the dogs began really attacking the stuntman and were so vicious, their teeth went through his protective gear. They even ignored their trainer when he asked them to stop. Luckily, the trainer survived, or the stuntman survived. That's good. Um, well, here's the one about the aerial shots. Here's a little bit more on the small plane. Um, so a crew hired a small plane to get these aerial shots. Um, and the aircraft company changed plans because they rented it to another group of people. According to one story, it was Chinese businessmen who made the pilot a better deal and got the plane instead. The Omen crew was told that they would have to wait until the next day. This was extremely lucky because they um, the turn of events since the plane they were supposed to be on crashed allegedly flying into a flock of birds on takeoff, crashing through a fence, and also hitting a car. Huh. No one really knows how many people died on the plane, and, like, the stories just go on and on and on. Uh, when stuntman Alf Joint was doing filming for The Omen, he went to work on a bridge too far as well, but the curse might have followed him. For one shot, he was to jump off a tall building, land on an airbag, something he had done many, many, many times. This time, he jumped in an awkward way and landed on um, the ground, not on the cushion. He was severely injured, rushed to the hospital, and luckily he survived. Once he had regained consciousness, he said like someone, he said that he felt like someone had pushed him. Oh, yikes. Um, so the real life cathedral served as in the movie is called the Guilford Cathedral. It was a backdrop in the film. The priest had trouble getting people to attend mass there after the movie was released. After the building sent Damien into a terrible rage, apparently the local congregation was a little bit too freaked out to visit and their fear was still active more than 30 years later. In 2008, an armed man was spotted on the church grounds and the police were called. Helicopters were brought in, and eventually the man was shot and killed um, on the steps of the cathedral. Mm. It is plausible that the building became caught up in the creepy curse, too. Oh, yikes. Then we have Robert Bob Munger, who was a born-again Christian and ad executive who thought that a movie about the Antichrist would be a good idea, so he pitched it to the studio. Knowing that Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist had been really successful, um, producer Harvey Bernhardt agreed that the idea would be a moneymaker, and he signed on it immediately. Then, in either a change of opinion or thanks to some heavenly intervention, Munger suddenly began warning everyone that the movie was cursed. 
He claimed, quote, if the devil's greatest single weapon is to be invisible and you're going to do something which is going to take away this invisibility to millions of people, he's not going to want that to happen. Um, Bernhard pushed forward with production, but as the strange events began occurring, he began wearing a cross while just on the set. Despite all the rumors and evidence that the original Omen was cursed, Hollywood decided to remake it. Although not as creepy or deadly as the original curse, the production did encounter some problems. While filming, Father Brennan actor Pete Postlewhite, his brother died unexpectedly after he allegedly received three sixes in a poker game. Also, 13,500 feet of film, which included an important scene... When the devil's birthmark is found, mysteriously got destroyed while being processed in the lab. No one could ever explain what happened. There's even a documentary explaining the curse of the omen. Um, And there were also some strange events on two of the cameras in two different locations. So that's some of that curse and then I have some foreboding facts about the omen as well so some fun facts here about the omen um the name of the movie was changed first it was called the antichrist then later it was changed to the birthmark um both of those seem a little um too much uh the young actor who played Damien and was cast because he attacked the director. That's right. Four-year-old Harvey Stevens auditioned for the part of Damien. Director Richard Donner had him act out one of the role's more demanding moments. Donner invited Stevens to attack him and attack him he did right in his balls. That is what got him the role in The Omen. (laughs) Um, Damien had a different name. So the screenwriter David Seltzer planned to name him Domlin after um, an obnoxious kid that he knew until his wife convinced him that that would be a terrible thing to do to that kid. (laughs) He landed on Damien after Father Damien, who started the first leper colony in the Hawaiian Islands. Um, The kid that plays Damien was naturally blonde. Uh, He had unruly blonde hair, and so they dyed his hair and straightened it. Um, Charlton Heston was the original actor that was considered to play Robert Thorne. William Holden and Roy Scheider also turned down the role. Holden later accepted the role of Robert's brother Richard in the sequel in 1978. Um, We know about Gregory Peck's son. Damien's first nanny is really Jack Palance's daughter. Early in the movie, there's a horrifying scene in which Damien's first nanny commits suicide by jumping out of a window and hanging herself. That nanny was played by Holly Palance, daughter of Jack Palance. Her father later narrated The Omen Legacy, which was the documentary about making the movie. Oh, that's fun. So, friends, that's the cursed film, The Omen. Um, in this really weird time, I know a lot of people are staying inside. 
how about you go watch it? You, uh, you really might enjoy it. I know I think it's great. Scary. And, um, yeah. So, enjoy your time off as well as you can if you have time off. For those that don't have time off, I will do my best to support you if you are coffeeing or restauranting. Um, and guys, just be kind to one another and just stop spreading all these shit rumors. Um, unless I'm posting about my business or this podcast, I'm not looking at your Facebook page. I'm not looking at social media. I'm going to try to be as positive as possible because I am so tired of looking at horrible, horrible articles. I am so glad I don't have a TV. You guys need to turn it off. You need to enjoy your time with your loved ones and just let this roll. If you are sick, stay inside. Don't get on the bus. Don't go to the grocery store and take all the toilet paper. Give a shit about your fellow man because this is the time you need to. And if you don't, you're never a good human to start with. Uh, so, on a more positive note, enjoy your life. Enjoy your day. Go outside. Go look at the stars. If you can't see the stars, go to a river. Nature is not closed, just for the record. Go for a fucking walk. Yeah. And if you need some soap, I know where you can get some. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend. I will probably do more episodes because I have a lot of free time on my hands. And go watch The Omen. And don't look for the devil's number on your kid's scalp. Because if you find it, who knows what happens. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.